Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, uh, Roy Green Show, for uh, a reasonable facsimile of Roy Green today. As we continue our fights and struggles and battles with our phone system, but thankfully we have Zoom available to us, so we will do our very best to get our guests on with us via Zoom. And we've been able to do that with Dan Kelly, the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, concerning the issues and the challenges that small business owners are facing now with the SEBA loan deadline having passed on Thursday. We were going to have a small business owner with us, but we can't do that quickly enough. So, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. It's just, you know, technology is wonderful until it isn't. But you'd think phones would work, right? You'd think phones would work. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that the, the larger panel's not working, but I'm happy to be with you, Roy. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, as I struggle with this laryngitis. So let's yeah. just give us a bit of a background here of what it is that small businesses are facing now, those who have not been able to come up with that $20,000 payment on the 18th of January. Yeah, look, this is a huge, huge concern for, for hundreds of thousands of small firms. Uh, the SIBA loan program, the Canada Emergency Business Account Loan, lent out uh, forty, then $60,000 total to about 900,000 business owners across Canada. And Roy, there's only about 1.2 million businesses in Canada that have paid staff. So virtually every business uh, has a SIBA loan. Uh, what we experience, though, is that there are many, many of these businesses that just have not had a chance to recover. Uh, for them, they were expected to repay the $40,000 on their SIBA loan by Thursday. If they did, they would get 20000 of the loan forgiven. So they'd pay forty, dollars and they'd have the entire $60,000 loan behind them. But sadly, thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of businesses were not in that position. Many did take a loan, a bank loan, to pay their SIBA loan. But for those that didn't even qualify for a bank loan, effectively, they've missed that January 18th date this week. As a result, uh, yesterday, their loan balance rose from forty grand to sixty grand. While they do have three more years to pay the $60,000 off, that loss of the $20,000 forgivable portion is what I worry may send some of these businesses that have been surviving on, on fumes uh, till now uh, into bankruptcy. I just read a, a tweet, Dan, from a business that's going under today because of that and because they challenged at the time of the pandemic. I don't know these people. I just read their tweet. Yeah. They challenged some of the uh, parameters that were in place because it meant survival or no survival. And now they're facing... Well, they're closed. They closed their business today because of the SEBA situation. So is this something that is going to, and maybe you just answered this question, but is this something that is going to happen, is happening right across this country? And do you fear, because you and I talked about how many businesses, small businesses, potentially would be closing their doors during the pandemic. Are we back at that stage now? We sure are. Look, the, the calls that we've received at CFIB offices, we had several thousand calls since the start of the year. Uh, with sheer panic in the voice of the business owners trying to figure out how on earth they're going to uh, come up with the money uh, to meet that deadline. They didn't. It's now passed. Unfortunately, the government didn't extend it uh, an additional time. Uh, but yes, we do expect in the spring another big wave of business failures. We already saw business bankruptcies tick up significantly in the, you know, during COVID, many businesses just hung on. They were almost in a frozen state, as you and I discussed many times. 
But now the, the you know the damage has been done. Many of these businesses are re- recognizing they're running out of room uh, to outrun their debt. And Roy, what's what's super tragic about this is that we're not talking about business. You know, businesses fail in good economic times. That's accepted part of running a small business is that sometimes they're successful, sometimes they're not. Uh, but this is different. Uh, the, the the legacy of the debt that businesses had to take on is what is ca- causing some of these businesses to go under. So it's, you know, many have made major pivots, have got their costs in line. They're, you know, if it were just making their monthly expenditures to try to keep the business going, they could do that. But where on earth are they going to come up with enough money to pay both the interest and then the principal down on the debt they had to take on to do to, to survive the pandemic? That's the part that is really sad that we have otherwise viable businesses that are going to to die uh, simply because they just have, don't have enough room to, to outrun their debt. Yeah. And the significance of the small business sector to the national economy is massive. Before the pandemic, some 8.1 million Canadians worked for the small business sector, which was the sector that employed more Canadians than any other. So, you know, what are we going to look like? Dan, yeah, when we you know, come I, out of this, at the other end, I, I really worry about this. We've we are creating an environment where it, it makes it near impossible for somebody to to set up their own shop. I mean, you have to have incredibly deep pockets to run businesses in so, in so many sectors of the economy these days. Um, yes, the healthiest businesses will survive, and and I'm happy that there are lots of businesses that have been able to repay their CBA loan. But we're making it harder and harder for independent, uh, family-run businesses to to survive in Canada. Um, and on top of the CBA loan, right? I mean, there's so many governments are are actually making the problem worse rather than better. So at the federal level alone, we had not just an EI and CPP premium increase on January 1st, but we now have a carbon tax increase on April the 1st, a liquor tax increase on April the 1st, if you can believe it. The federal government who, that has been collecting the carbon taxes uh, in many provinces for since 2019, uh, they're sitting on two and a half billion dollars that they've promised to give back to businesses, uh, effectively their rebate, like Canadians are getting. Uh, but they haven't. They've. I think they've given out a couple of million from the two and a half billion dollars that has been collected since 2019. They're still, if you can believe it, designing programs to do this. Five years later, after starting to collect this tax, so you know there are other things that governments can be doing to try to make uh, to try to make more of these businesses survive. Unfortunately, they're they're doing very much the opposite. What's their communication to you, Dan? What are they saying to the CFIB, the government? Oh well, well look, I had <laughs> dozens and dozens of calls over the last uh, number of weeks and the last year uh, on the CBA loan deadline. Um, while they are sympathetic in in some respects, uh, they have so many policies that are locked and loaded, uh, and it feels like nothing gets across the finish line in government. It seems odd, though, that this one area is where the current government has found some sort of fiscal discipline, like it's just too much to ask to extend these loans a little bit longer. And remember, these are loans; they're not. That wasn't a gift to the business. They were they were required to take them on effectively to try to survive over the last number of years when governments locked them down. Uh, but right now uh, we do you know there there is very very little positive energy happening. Yes, there are some signs that interest rates will 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 start to to, to come down. 
that may spur some economic development and, and improve fortunes in the fall. But I've, I, I've got tons of members right now that don't have enough left in the, in the tank to be able to get to the fall. And, and government seems to have a tin ear to that. You have tons of members that are, can't make it to the fall. Yeah. yeah. You, and I, you and I, during the pandemic, we talked about uh, 200 to 250,000 businesses in Canada on the ropes, literally on the ropes. Yeah. Is that, is that a, a number that you fear is still in play? Very much so. We we saw, uh, you know, we the, the numbers do show that business bankruptcies in 2022, 2023 have been much, much higher than is normal. Um, and we're worried that as we go into 2024, how many more businesses are going to fail? That, that number is very much real and still at play. And that is not just your normal bankruptcies that, or failures that happen every day. Uh, as I said, that happens in good times, too. This is different. This feels very, very different right now. Businesses just struggling to outrun the debt that they had to take on. Uh, and it's that that is dragging so many of these firms under. It retail, hospitality, the service sector, arts and entertainment, travel and tourism, the same sectors that were affected by lockdowns are, and as, as a reminder, we had the longest lockdowns in the entire world in Canada. Yep. The same sectors that were locked down for, for months on end are also the ones that are facing the toughest time because, of course, consumers have less disposable income. Okay. Many of those sectors are the ones that that's where they spend. Dan, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for playing ball with us. Thank you. Anytime at all. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.